Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that's held up by an invisible exoskeleton. It's the listeners. Yeah. You hold us up and support us. <laughs> so keep wholesome. us. I was about to say keep us alive, but in this context, you keep us dead. Yeah. Wait, underwater. Wait, wait, wait. This, wait a minute. Analogy is <laughs> you hold this us. This went from sweet to horrid really fast. You hold hey, us it's the noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're, we're the noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation of Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before and, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So, welcome to episode number one twenty six, covering series eight, episode eleven and twelve, Dark Water and Death in Heaven. These are the ones where the Doctor and Clara chase after a psycho, a.k.a. the girl in the shop, a.k.a. the mistress, a.k.a. the master. Then robo-zombies take over the world as the Doctor's birthday present, just for him to give it away. <laughs> Ingrate. <laughs> you just had, like, the universe at your fingertips yeah. and you gave it away. <laughs> you know, that's that would be like the mark of a good man, right? <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was but admittedly it was the psycho that gave it to him. <laughs> Like any present from a psycho, don't look that a elevates gift horse you in, in the mouth. <laughs> don't look a gift cyberman in the cyber mouth in the psycho. Yeah. Hey, so this was a story in the psycho mouth. Story number two fifty two, originally airing uh, November first and November eighth to seven point four and then seven point six million viewers. Written by our man Stephen Moffat and directed by Rachel Telele. I really hope that's how her na- her last name is pronounced because <laughs> I love the last name Telele. Yeah. Sounds Scottish. Tilele. Anyways, under miscellaneous trivia, this was interesting, guys. I didn't catch this. I literally just read it on the Wikia, so I'm going to trust that it's true and we can verify it later. So at the opening of the episode, or was it the episode? It was the second episode where Clara tells the Cyberman that she is the doctor, and there's that dramatic zoom on her face when she goes, I'm the doctor. Like, first of all, that was awesome. That whole scene to me was amazing. Oh, yeah, that was but yeah, when it like zoomed in on her face, I, to me, like I wanted it to be true for a minute. <laughs> I wanted her to be the doctor because she just like embodied it. And she's like, I'm awful. the doctor. And so when she said that, apparently during the opening, they replaced Capaldi's eyes in the opening sequence with Clara's. Oh, nice. I have got to go back and see this now. You know how his eyes appear in the stars uh-huh. or whatever? Apparently, they put Clara's eyes in place of, of Capaldi's, and they put her name first. Oh, nice. So this wow. is, this makes this the first time ever that uh, an actor who wasn't playing the doctor was the first name to appear in the credits. Wow. So the opening credits, it started with Jenna Louise Coleman instead of Peter Capaldi. And wow. uh, first time ever. And also, it's only the uh, second time where we had a face that wasn't the Doctor. Apparently, in the, uh, the, the movie, Doctor Who the movie, the eighth Doctor, you got the eyes of the Master. And I don't know if that was the eyes of the Master and the eyes of the Doctor, or I don't know. So, one or the other. Yeah, one or the other. Um, and then under the, the Wikia occasionally has a section called myths. And so, um, this takes a couple of different forms. Sometimes it will be, um, myths and like popular theories and conjectures kind of on a production level, uh, about the show. And sometimes they will be like, we don't know sometimes like 
there's a thought that, you know, this happened because of a malfunction with a prop and it's unconfirmed, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, sometimes though, they highlight myths that were essentially, they call them myths, but they were fan theories leading up to the episode. And then they say, this was confirmed in the scene, blah, 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 or this was proven to be false by this or that. So you had things, you know, like people conjecturing that the reason that uh, the season one uh, closer was called the parting of the ways was because Rose was going away. You know, like if, if people mm. were thinking that, then they would be that. And then it'd say this was proven false by, you know, because it didn't happen. <laughs> Actually, this in this case, this was proven false when the BBC wrecked the ending <laughs> before the first episode was aired, mm. if y'all will remember that. So in this, this week's um, myth section... One of the fan theories is that this would be Clara's last story. So it's a season finale. You saw the next time, right? Remember the next time made it seem like, did you guys, were you all thrown about that? It seemed like the episode was going to center in on Clara being evil because that's all they showed. It was total clickbait. And even even, uh, Corbin pointed it out. Yeah, the part where she says, Clara never existed. It's a ruse. It's a, you know, it's, it's a scam or whatever. That wasn't even related to her being in the volcano. Yeah. It was a whole other thing, but they made it seem like that was a plot point when it wasn't. And then it totally, they could have just tacked on, I'm the doctor, but they <sighs> intentionally didn't do that. Yeah. I don't know. That w- that might've caused like more controversy. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> she's, she's the, the uh, 13th regeneration. Ah, you know. So, um, apparently, so not only was there a theory that, this would okay. Clara's going away. This is going to be her last episode. Apparently, this was true for a while. Oh, wow. Originally, the way the story—I mean, the way the story wrapped up—kind of seems like she's leaving, right? Yeah. So, um, that is the—that was the theory, and apparently, that was true. And then, at a certain point in the production, she agreed to come back. Mm. So, I, I don't know. <sighs> any of the background details on that. Um, by the way, I hope I didn't just spoil the fact that she's coming back. <laughs> Were you guys wondering if Clara was coming back? No, I no, know she was. mainly because of our flash forward episode, but you know. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, so, uh, but I, 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 I don't know, guys. To me, it's it's pretty obvious she was not gone, yeah. right? Yeah. That would have been, would that have been a lousy ending that for a companion? stupid. Yeah. That would have been a lousy yeah, ending that would be for a companion so story. Annoying. That would have been worse than Martha. So, <laughs> wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and by that, I don't mean worse than Martha's uh, ending. I mean worse than Martha as a human being because she's terrible. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Poor Martha. Uh, the cast, we I don't think we've talked about her yet, but Missy, or the mistress, the master, was played by uh, Michelle Gomez. Now, um, I actually didn't look up a whole bunch about her stuff because I fell down a rabbit hole when my eyes glanced across her birthday. I don't know why. I saw this, but it said that she was born November 20, excuse me, November 23rd, 1966. And my brain grabbed that date and went, wait, what? Why is that ringing a bell? And I thought, oh, wait a minute. We heard that earlier in this episode because Danny, in trying to prove that he was Danny, said that Clara's birthday was November 23rd, 1986. Hmm. And I was like, that can't be right. And I went and I looked it up. Yep, that's I remembered it right. So Michelle Gomez was born November 23rd, 1966. Clara's birthday in universe is November 23rd, 1986. You guys remember when Doctor Who premiered? Hmm. November 23rd, 
1963. I'm wow. like, what the heck? Okay. <laughs> and then last thing, which I didn't actually write down, but you just pointed out, what was the central motivation for Missy here? The doctor's birthday. Like, what? <laughs> what is happening what? right now? And so it's just, it's it's so weird to me that they brought up. Now, obviously, I think we have heard Clara's birthday before. I think yeah, we've heard it mentioned probably. before, or maybe it was it was you know what? I think it was on her. Was it on her tombstone? No, that was a different that was a different Clara. But we've seen her birthday referenced before because I mentioned then that it was a nod to the first airing of Doctor Who. November it was November 23rd on purpose because that's when Doctor Who premiered but to have that brought up in this episode hmm. when we find out who Missy is and then for me to just glance across and see oh, that was her actual birthday that's just so bizarre uh, so yeah uh, I, oh I thought I had some other stuff about the cast no apparently not Guys, Noobs in the Hooping is brought to you by R5 Website Management, where you can get your world-class hosting, domain registration, and security all at a great price. As always, we've got a special deal just for Noobs in the Hoobians listeners, just for you guys. Do you hear what I'm saying right now? Okay. So, it's a matter of security, okay? Like no one I, else identity theft is not a joke trip. Thousands <laughs> suffer every year. Okay. Or you if you go to store.r5websitemanagement.com and use the code noobs. noobs, you are agreeing that you are a regular Noobs in the Whovian <laughs> listener. Okay? If this is your first episode, this is your first episode. Do not use this code because you are not a regular listener. You, you have not earned the code. <laughs> you do not deserve the code. But if you are a regular Noobs in the Whovian listener and only a regular listener, go to store.r5websitemanagement.com, uh, easy for me to say, use the code noobs. at checkout and you'll get 15% off of your entire order. Your order. Nobody else's. Don't, don't use the code and buy a domain for your mom for Mother's Day. Don't do it. First of all, that's weird. <laughs> a great Mother's Day present. <laughs> <laughs> I bought you I bought you I love you mom.com that's that's not available yeah. anyways guys that brings us down to the checklist uh the name of the episode spoken in dialogue um oh, you know what we got the first one we didn't get the second one did we that didn't even really have anything to do with what with what the episode no was one about. died in heaven yeah, no right? one in heaven died they were actually reincarnated <laughs> which uh it's like the opposite isn't it yeah no one died uh Wait. People in heaven didn't die. They just got reborn Wait, as Cyberman. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Death so, in heaven is just so. A cool would dying movie. in heaven slash the data slice or whatever be the fact Being that you were coming back? I guess. <laughs> so that's the equivalent yeah. of death. I don't know. Death Anyways, we did get the line. We call it dark water. Only organic matter can be seen through it. And when Wait, he first <laughs> was sticking his hand into the water I and can... his watch disappeared, I was like. Whoa, that was weird. And then his sleeve wasn't there. And I was like, wait a minute. And he said, only organic I didn't matter. I really noticed that his sleeve disappeared as well. Oh, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. pick up on that. You know what I just thought of, though? Organic matter. What counts as organic matter? Because if Everything his suit was made out of like cotton or wool, yeah. apparently, was on there. that was a polyester suit. Yeah. Okay. It's rayon and spandex. Uh. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it can't, it's it couldn't dust. be organic. It's moon dust. Wow. It's coated in moon dust. Wow. That's, yeah, that's but you would still see the suit. Wait. Yeah. It's made of moon dust. Ah, <gasps> <gasps> uh, but aren't we all? No, wait, that's stardust. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I was about to go Neil deGrasse Tyson on you, but 
uh, that's that's Stardust. That's different. Uh, oh, Creature of the Week. Uh, we didn't uh, write this down, but I guess it was the Cybermen again. Cybermen. Uh, it, the, the Wikia pointed out that we have resumed the tradition of the Cyberman appearing in the penultimate episode of the season. Um, <laughs> yeah. Second yeah. to last episode of any Stephen Moffat season. Uh, there's a, there's a 97% chance it'll be the Cyberman, <laughs> which kind of makes it, which kind of makes it weird because, okay, we're watching it on DVD and the DVD mm. menu had Cybermen and we hadn't seen Cybermen, but so. we've been watching an entire season of, of, of episodes uh, that involved robots mm. and the DVD menu had a Cyberman. Mm. It's like, we haven't seen him yet. We've only got two episodes left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what wonder what the baddie of the week is going to be. Wait a minute. It's one of the things that sucks about watching it on uh, watching it on DVD is one step better than watching it on Amazon Prime though, because do you guys remember how many times y'all got spoiled by something <laughs> because I would yeah. pause and the X ray would pop up and it would show like, like it would show the actor and it would be like you know uh, <laughs> what was the one the person yeah like, what, what was the, the one that really got you guys it was I can't even remember what it was I think it was something to do with um, was it something to do with um, I don't, I don't remember. I can't think of it either. Anyways. Um, so the DVD extra, yeah, kind of, kind of gave it away to us that, you know, we're going to see some. Also, I saw it on the IMDb and I was looking up the picture for the episode. That's right. When you go on the page on the IMDb or on the Wikia. Uh, yeah, the Wikia. Oh, oh crap. Yeah. The Cyberman head with the skeleton. I'm like, why? <laughs> you know what? The only thing worse would have been if the featured image was Danny Pink in the cyber helmet. <laughs> you would have been like, wait, what? This is why I don't go on the Wikia anymore. Yeah, I didn't think about that, Trey. I if have that, to if, get the picture. Well, I, I mean, mean, not the pictures, the If If that's things. spoiling you, I can I can take that off your plate and you can, you can, you know, just skip that that those those couple of things. Just, right. yeah, just fix up the notes and I'll fill them in. So. I just realized, I mean... They never really explained why all those robots were trying to go to the promised land and why we only ever saw robots end up in the promised land. Okay, hold that thought for when we get to the um, theories section, but I did not even think about that until you just said that. Yeah. Why don't you go make a note about that real quick so we don't we don't forget about that. Uh, Jiggery Pokery, the TARDIS, um, apparently it takes lava to destroy a TARDIS key and there's only, what, seven? Yeah, there's only seven. Like <laughs> they're all hidden inside the TARDIS. Yeah, none of them were on the Doctor's person. Like he didn't have one. As Corbin said, in his infinite pockets. Um, not only that, but like he can so snap open it. Yeah, okay. There's so are, many problems. But if you don't you, have a key in your pocket, you can't. Oh, the snap doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> 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 like a proximity sensor on it or something. <laughs> but like, what does that mean? Because we've seen we've seen the TARDIS make keys before. Yeah. Also, I love the keys were in the TARDIS. How do you open the TARDIS and get to the t- keys if all of the keys right. are in the TARDIS? Right. Not only that. You know what? What? In Terminator. In Terminator 2. We were complaining about the same thing, weren't we? About Where everyone what? had their keys in the, in the whatever that oh. thing is in the car. <laughs> Yeah. So as John Connor was yeah. teaching the Terminator to be more human, he pointed out that the keys were in the visor. And I'm like, I have never no in my life seen that. that. And it happened twice in that movie. And once was in a cop car yeah, <laughs> or a cop uh, truck or whatever that thing was. Um, but at any rate, um, the, the whole idea of the TARDIS keys was, was messing with me. Yeah. Um, especially the fact that, um, does that mean that 
you know, if she destroyed all of those keys or six of them and there was only one left that like he better not ever lose that because there's only one left now. Like, can they not be remade? Why or? don't you just psychically link to the TARDIS? I mean, you like already are. Well, he already is. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's you like, can't open the doors like yeah. that. Anyways, I know we are connected on a deep emotional level, but you don't have the key, so you can't come in. <laughs> That's right, you can't get in. Like I did, I did, however, like, um, I did ha- like that he, like, did the double reversal on her making, and and the whole thing was a was not a dream, but like a hypnotic it state puts you in a dream or something. State of yeah, outcome. yeah, like that whole thing that, that was and awesome. the way they they kind of like kept Their going back and forth. Yeah, that, yeah, that was awesome. That was that was pretty cool. That was like you know the Star Trek version of that would have been finding out you were on the holodeck the whole time. You know? Yeah, but but because Whoa. it's Doctor Who, it's got to be like psychic. It's got to be psychic yeah. stuff. Uh, so speaking of the psychic paper, um, he holds it up to the one guy and he says, you're with the government. And he says, I am. And he says, why is there so much swearing? Uh, <laughs> I which, get mad sometimes. Yeah. He said, I have anger issues or something. Okay. Which is a great joke on its own face value. Great joke. And then the Wikia pointed out, I think I've pointed this out before that Peter Capaldi was already known before Dr. Who he was known for playing a character in another show. Oh crap. Now I can't think of his name or the show's name. Oh, nice. Because I've, I've never seen it. I referenced it in another, in another episode. And in that show, he is just like the most sweary guy ever and has constant anger problems where he's just like tearing off on rants and cussing up a storm. So uh, the Wikia was kind of saying like, th- maybe this was a nod. <laughs> like, why is there so much swearing? I have anger an- management issues. Maybe it was talking about that also, other character. Also, um, in a previous episode, he, he was like writing a sign or whatever and he was like, Never lose your temper in the middle of a... In the middle of a sign, yeah. yeah. What did uh, it say? It's like, go uh, away, little humans or yeah, something. Yeah, keep out like humans or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was supposed to just say keep out, and it said keep out humans or yeah, something like that. Um, oh, we got a Doctor Who that we haven't had in quite a while. And these are my favorite when it's the Doctor yeah. Who says it. Um, so um, Missy puts the Doctor's hand over her hearts. <laughs> Yeah, and he has a he has a reaction, and I, I when we were watching it this time, I was like, "Ooh, does he know already?" And uh, because I remembered the reveal coming later, so oh. I was like, "Wait a minute, what's going on?" And she says, "My heart is maintained by the doctor." And the closed captioning, by the way, did y'all notice? Is a capital D. Mm-hmm. It was a capital D. And then, and then you have he says, "Doctor Who," which was great. And then she immediately goes, Dr. Chang! <laughs> Just like yells oh at him. Like, Michelle Gomez is amazing, man. Yeah. Like she is so much fun to watch in this role. Uh, I think the Wikia pointed out that the master has had an assistant named Chang Lee before in New Who. Chang Lee. That was, this doctor was, was Dr. Chang Lee. Wow, and wow. that she had, uh, or, or in a, when I think when he was the prime minister, or whatever, he had an assistant named Chang Lee or Dr. Chang Lee or something to that effect. So, um, other stuff we noticed, we had, wow, wow, a few, few more things here than we normally do. Uh, I love the doctor's line. What's so special about a volcano? It's just like a leaky mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he completely like, oversimplifies. <laughs> it's like a leaky mountain. It's a volcano, doctor. In what way is it a 
leaking in every way. What do you mean? Except for <laughs> that's when exactly like what it explodes. is. It's a mountain that leaks. That's what it is. She's like uh, lava. I've never seen lava. What's so cool about life? Like they just literally were at it about yeah. this volcano. <laughs> they really were. Yeah, yeah. It was very <laughs> suspicious. Um, Clara says time can be. Uh, she says time can be rewritten, and the doctor says, but with great care and precision. If I save him, then you'll never come here to ask to save him. A paradox. I'm sorry. Doesn't the doctor do this all the dang time? All the time. Yeah, right. I wrote down, didn't Eleven do just that with the grenade thingy? And I was trying to remember. Didn't you hear? The doctor knows when he can do it and when he can't, which is is just totally them saying, shut up and watch this Shut up and eat your popcorn. (laughs) 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 You you are are definitely right about that. But I, I was just thinking, like, that was the first one that came to mind. When the doctor literally gave himself the grenade thing <laughs> yeah. along with a message from the future about how to like escape the situation he was in. Um, but that's what always happened. So uh, it right. totally yeah, counts. Yeah. So he knows to do it. Except that it didn't work the first time and he had to do it again the second time. So like he intervened in his own past timeline twice <laughs> in that episode. At, uh, uh, incon- uh, inconsistencies within Doctor Who. How dare they? I can't believe it. What are we doing? Uh, let's see. Oh, I, uh, I love the um, I love the line. Uh, Clara says basically like, uh, so what do we do now? And the doctor says, go to hell. And she's like, all right, fair enough. Fair and starts walking out the door. And he is completely dumbfounded and confused. Uh, where are you going? She's like, you said go to hell. He's like, yeah, that's where we're going. <laughs> like, we're going to hell. I was like, Which, all right. That oh, was an interesting. Uh, what? Why? He w- the plan was to go to the afterlife or whatever, and then they find a place where it's like we communicate with the dead, and he's like, "There are no consciousness after death." It doesn't. Work I well. yeah yeah. There <laughs> was, was really there were some dumb. problems with him being all on board, and even his idea, like we're gonna Bill and Ted it here and go to hell, yeah, and we're gonna use the TARDIS, to which travels through time and space, somewhere. and his whole conjecture, by the way, is. Every culture in the universe has a concept of an afterlife. So, so there must exist. be something. Well, it's along the lines of why are we afraid of the dark? And yeah. you know, why are we afraid of But then he know, finds something that's like, oh, look, it does exist. And he's like, but it doesn't because right. Right. it's like, well, there are that, times where I wish this was gold, doctor. There's times where I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those times. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, but there is no afterlife. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Like, what? So um, I, I did like the line that uh, Seb, the one of the weirder names this season, uh, totally normal looking dude, but his name is Seb, uh, says uh, oh, to, to Danny Pink, oh, that last thing that happened to you, uh, that really happened. And I turned, to, I turned to Corbin and I said, and it was literally the last thing that happened to him. It's not just the most recent. It was the last thing that happened to you. Uh, he says, you have Wi-Fi and iPads in the afterlife. He says, iPads? We have Steve Jobs. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, wait, wait. With, like a gleam in his eye. Like, I know. We so, have so does that Jobs. mean they didn't have iPads? And then when Steve Jobs died, he invented iPads for the afterlife? <laughs> what are y'all like, doing around here? <laughs> y'all need some iPhones and iPads. <laughs> <laughs> Time for y'all to modernize. Uh, there was an interesting thing here that never got mentioned. Um, and I don't even think that the Wikia mentioned it, but... The founder of 3W, the three words, uh, which is a whole other thing we could talk about. because so dumb. (laughs) I was going to say because Corbin has feelings. Um, (laughs) The founder's name was Dr. Scarosa, which is very close to Scarrow. 
So I kept thinking, are we going to get a Dalek like tie in here or, or what the deal is? Mm. So I don't know if that's just a coincidence, like, but I mean, that's you, like, you needed a cool really sounding cool. doctor guy. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like having the villain on an episode of Superman be, you know, crypt, Krypton Jim or something. I couldn't or come up with that. Kryptonian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Kryptonius. <laughs> or something like that. It's like, uh, you know, that's just a few letters off of my home planet. Like, there's got to be a reason for that. Right. Uh, no, it's a coincidence. Don't worry about it. Uh, keep going. It's nothing. Yeah. Especially the fact that not only did they mention his name, but then we saw his name written down on the plaque on his throne thing. Yeah. So I just kept waiting for that to mean something, and it didn't. So... Uh, let's see. Oh, I love the, the doctor doing what he does. It's like, I'm missing something obvious. And then the elevator door closes and we get the three W logo mirrored on both sides of the door, which is a very obvious Cyberman eye. And so like the whole time we've been seeing that logo, it's just been one version of it. And I think trip, you even said something about like what their windows are shaped like that too. It was all leading up to now we're going to see it mirrored which makes it into Cyberman uh, eyes. Yeah. You know, despite how obvious it was what that that it was going to be Cyberman, I was still actually really surprised when they came rising out of the water. Oh, really? I, just, oh, I didn't they, get that. They're like, that. oh, they have wait, metal wait. exoskeletons <laughs> over their skeleton. I still didn't get it. I'm like, I really, okay. I was watching y'all, and I was like, they're not, they're not making the connection here. No. They're not I getting it. I had no idea. And I was so, I was so excited about yeah. that. I was so excited. Um, y'all also, and we'll get into this in a minute. Y'all also made zero connections to Missy, which I thought was great. Now I loved, yeah. I loved watching that unfold for you guys. Uh, so that brings us down to who's who. Um, I want to start off with who is Osgood. Do y'all remember seeing Osgood in the 50th anniversary episode? I don't yeah. know. Not at all. I don't remember. No. When you don't they remember? were like eating dinner or whatever. Uh, are we what? talking about the same person? Uh, who are you probably talking? not. Okay, Osgood. The one who died. Osgood. Okay, Osgood was the the the, the girl with the glasses, the inhaler. Oh, no, that's not who they're talking about. Okay, no, no, no. She was like the super smart one at unit that Missy ended up vaporizing at the end. Oh, after yeah. she like talked her into like, come over here and let me whisper something to you. I'm going to kill you soon. I thought she was supposed to be smart. Like, what the crap? Uh, yeah, I know. She I know. It's the, the so classic easily. thing. The classic I know thing. it's like, oh, the doctor will like it if you do it. But she was, she was like suspicious. But not enough to actually not go do anything. And the two yeah. guards what are you doing? right there. Just standing there. The guards Just are standing there. Total idiots. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, we saw Osgood in the 50th anniversary episode. She was uh, one of the people that got duplicated by a Zygon. Remember, we had the whole conversation about oh, yeah, I do the Zygon got her asthma. Yeah, I remember that. And so yeah. she stole the, the inhaler and we had a whole conversation about that. So in this episode... She was a companion that never was. I'm putting her on the list with, well, I'd say so. with Astrid and, and all the rest yeah. because the doctor said to her all of space and time, like casually as he's walking out the door and she's like, what? Yeah. And he says, something you to put on your bucket list. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. What was it? You should try it sometime. I don't forget what the line was. And then yeah. he made the mistake of losing sight of her ever at yeah. any moment in time. <laughs> And then she dies. Which is the classic Dr. Blunder. Uh, begin the audition process for a companion, but then leave her alone with the enemy. Like, oh, that person's dead. dead. Why was she even down there with this dangerous she woman? She was just like, 
She was just working doing like random yeah. research. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm going to go type on this computer terminal that's right next to the enemy, the very, very dangerous enemy who has the two worst guards in unit oh, guarding sure. her, apparently. <laughs> uh, so at any rate, I just wanted, to, just wanted to do a quick shout out to her because um, I was shocked when she got vaporized. I was I, like, what? Hey. I remembered her being in this episode, but I forgot her dying yeah. in it. Wow. Um, and um, that whole that whole line there, and which again, people thought this was Clara's last episode. Yeah. So if you're watching this episode in real time, it's like, oh, you know, we saw him start to talk to the one guy, the engineer on the train, because that was the last hurrah with Clara. Yeah. All right. Now it's the real last hurrah, theoretically, you know, according to the, the fan theory. So here's, Another, uh, maybe even more likely candidate, because we've seen this one before, um, and then mm-hmm. wham, gone. <clears throat> so oh, that was kind of, well, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just like well, vaporized. Uh, okay. um, I kept waiting for those people to show up in the, in the upload thing. And there's they no reason to... Huh. Upload them, I guess. After you've already. Yeah. When your body has literally been vaporized, I don't think there's any need anymore. <laughs> oh, this is true. I'll, I'll tell you this. Well, except for that it has happened before. Uh, Lieutenant Redshirt got vaporized and she ended up in the cloud. What? Well, how is she, she going to come back as a. We're going to, we're going to, let, let's talk about it. <laughs> it was in the future. I, Why would I you will even say this. Um, I, I don't want to jump too far into the nether sphere thing. However, I, I had a, a vague memory, a vague recollection. I think I was just remembering the fact that Kate Stewart survives when we found her laying in the graveyard. What I thought that was is I thought it was kicking off the idea that everyone who was uploaded into the cloud like recently was coming back. Mm. I was thinking she fell out of the plane, she died, she got uploaded, and then she's the first evidence that we're going to get the the happy ending and everybody's going to come back. And, nope. And then, nope. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was a shoehorned in uh, reference to the Brigadier. By, I love the Wikia gave it so much weight. It said this is the first appearance of that character on screen since episode whatever. And I'm like, if you can count that as an appearance of the Brigadier, yeah. I mean, I, I okay. probably didn't get the actor. Well, I think that actor's dead. I mean, yeah. like, he, yeah, or if, if he was, he's like a, very old. You could have random character guy number two. Right, I mean, it's it's standing suit. It's just anybody that was in a Cyberman suit got to stand in for the Brigadier. Yeah, but I guess again, in universe, that literally was the Brigadier. The Doctor literally did talk to him, and he literally did save his daughter's life. So, okay, literally didn't respond or do anything Uh, except for catch her. Which the weird thing was, the Doctor saluted him, and then he hung his head. Sad. Like and then he went off and blew himself right, right, sky. Yeah, why, (laughs) why? I didn't understand. That should have happened before all the other Cybermen blew up. Yeah, right. That scene should have happened, and then they sh- and then he should have been the last one to fly up in the sky and blow up with Danny. And all when the we rest. get to the thing yeah. about love, I'll talk about that more. But that actually implies something else entirely. All right, make a, make a note of it. Make a note of it. So can we just? Oh, go ahead. Can we speak some more about how absolutely stupid those two guards were, though? Like, I can't get over <laughs> this. Like. Do you, do you really want to they park both here just for a minute? Sat, yeah, I do. They okay. both just sat there 
and let their uh, prisoner converse with that scientist. Yeah, first of without, all, that. In a way that they could not hear what she was saying. I know, right? Uh, they, they were the worst, like, okay, on a production level, worst extras ever. You're right. Unless man. they were directed by the director to stand there motionless and Dude, look completely man. disinterested. Yeah. Because that's what they were doing. <laughs> and then the, the, the their prisoner starts like threateningly, they're quite capable, quite insane <laughs> prisoner starts like threateningly counting down like she's about to do something. Even right. making remarks like, oh, it's just to build suspense for when I kill you. And right. then, and Sticks then, dart Oh, and by the way, the by the way, but, okay, her, her hands were handcuffed behind the chair thing that they had her standing in, right? Yeah. yeah. And so Osgood gets close enough for her to whisper, which presumably is when she deposited the handcuffs into the coat. Which would have necessitated, yes, you could say she could have done that without Osgood noticing, right? Because she was paying attention to the whispers. But it but would have required her to reach at least one arm around from behind her to deposit it into her pocket. And the two guards who were standing behind her didn't see that. Missed that? But it gets better. Oh, because, no. Because Osgood pulls the handcuffs out of her pocket and no one moves no oh one moves then the prisoner is like oh they must be mine right, Set right. It. <laughs> still Sits no movement from the guards casually applying lipstick to her face they don't do oh, that's right. anything she oh, that's stands right. up vaporizes her if they and were walks both, out of the room if yeah. they were both deaf and didn't well she hear vaporized her the guards first yeah. Right? yeah she killed the guards first but like but there was a lot of stuff she did before she killed the guards they where they should have been deaf reacting. and didn't hear her say, they're mine, <laughs> then she still pulls out a lipstick and starts applying it. And yeah. then stands up, turns around, <laughs> pew pew. Like, what? So what? <laughs> yeah. Worst guards ever. Agreed. How did we get those guards? So, who, <laughs> who are the guards? No. Who is, Dan <laughs> who is Danny Pink? Um, I agree with Clara. His death, originally, his death was boring and ordinary. And got hit by a car. Yeah. Like while distracted on a phone call, got hit by a car. Like uh, very. Can we get any more normal than that? Yeah. And I love, I love her reaction to that as a companion, as someone who's seen like worlds burn. Um, she's like, it was boring and ordinary. There was nothing terrible about it. It wasn't terrible. It was absolutely boring. And I deserve more. I am owed more than that. And I don't know if she was saying, like, from the universe I'm or for him to die from tragically. The I mean, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, all right. Well, so let's let's take it to its conclusion, right? Because my note was his death was boring and ordinary, but then it wasn't. Yeah. Because his final death ends up being a heroic sacrificial death. Yeah. Right? So, by the way, on the checklist, needless sacrificial deaths, no. His wasn't yeah. needless. Um, he gets added. Also, to wasn't sacrificial. So it was. He well, died. <laughs> he had a needless like death, a, and then a sacrificial death, but they weren't together. Oh, so okay. Count. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he had he had a needless. Yes, death? his his first death was not totally needless. Wasn't sacrificed. Uh, right, right, right. But the second one was uh, a necessary sacrificial death. So yeah, very good. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, Danny Pink? I mean, I think it's not a spoiler to say. <laughs> He's That's gone. it. He's not <laughs> like Danny, back. Danny dead. <laughs> he just died twice and blew himself up. I think that, that was abrupt. I what? thought what part that he just boop, he died at and the then, beginning or at the end? At the beginning, where it's just like they're yeah. walking, they're walking. Boop, yeah, 
He died. Yeah. Hello. Danny. I mean, okay. Were you guys pretty sure that he wasn't dead? Dead. Yeah. Or yeah. Did you think I, he was gone? To be fair, I, I didn't think he was going to be all the way dead by the end of the episode. I thought they were going to. Oh yeah. Actually, I, oh, I definitely did. I thought I thought he the doctor was going to have a way of like getting him out of the cyber suit or something like that. The first time I watched it, well, no, he was dead. Dead. Yeah, no, he, he was dead. Dead. Um, Danny Pink, man. One of one of the one of the soldier at heart. most awesome uh, companion. He, love I just remembered ever. he had a way to get back, and he sent the kid through instead of coming back. Right, he which, could have come back, which kind of falls under the category of another needed so, sacrificial death. I mean, like he decided yeah. to stay dead and send the boy back. So I said it last time, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. Danny Pink, like awesome dude, yeah, like. Uh, really, really, really good guy to Clara. Um, all the way he handled her relationship, all of the, you know, the back and forth and the lies and the uncertainty. And he still just kind of like let her be her own person and let her do her own thing. He was yeah. not super jealous. I mean, he had his moments of like, that's not your boyfriend. Hint, hint. <laughs> well, to be fair, story. Clara was just straight up lying to him. So, yeah, but I'm saying I mean, like even the times where he found out. Yeah, he like went. he didn't like go off or anything. Like, how dare you? He handled it all very well and then ends up, you know, saving the world and uh, does so by taking himself out. So way to go, Danny Pink, man. Good, good man. Good man. Um, does all of a sudden kind of make me wonder how he has a descendant in the future. Oh, Remember hang that? on a second. The, the first time traveler. That's a lot of Wait a minute. That was Danny son. Pink's like great, great, great grandson or something. Especially when it seemed like they were implying that the kid was also related to Clara. The kid? Not kid. The space traveler, whatever he was. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So now it's I mean, they definitely, according to that episode, Danny and Clara have children. Yeah. But that's, that's all you can take away from that. Wow. Right? So, but but, so that's gone now. That didn't happen. Weird stuff. History can be rewritten. Um, who is Clara? She calls Danny, and as soon as he answers, she says, "Shut up." (laughs) He actually (laughs) did say Clara, and then she tells him to shut up. Like Clara, shut the. Oh, did he? Did he? Yeah, Yeah. he barely snuck it in there before. Oh, (laughs) it it seemed okay. I was remembering it wrong. I was. I felt like it was as soon as she heard the phone stop ringing. She shut up. (laughs) What was she doing at the start of the episode? She was like Um, connecting things. Okay, what was the last episode? (laughs) The zombie on the train. Yeah. No. 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 no, 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 It was the force of the night. It was in the force of the night. Uh-huh. What happened at the end of that episode? Was there? They were teachers. Clara left with the doctor, and he went back to take the kids back to the school. Yeah, but I mean, was there something about her relationship? Because this episode definitely it seemed like it was like we're picking up where we left off. There's a crisis about their relationship, and she's made a decision. She's going to move forward and like tell him everything. Yeah. Especially, I love you. But I don't. I didn't get the impetus for that. I didn't get the like. What was the what was the motivating factor? Especially there? the way she was saying it. It seemed like she was about to leave him or something. But then like just <laughs> yeah. And then she she's died. Like, and then just kidding. Too late. Okay. Yeah. I can't say yeah. nothing. Now. So at any rate. Uh oh. Uh, I lost my place in my notes here. Um. Oh man. I love the way she says I love you. She says I love you, and he's like I love you too, Clara. And she's like No. Not like instinctual reaction you know like i'm saying goodbye to you i love you 
like, I love you. She says, I'll never say those words to anyone else for the rest of my life. Those words from me are yours now. <laughs> what? I was like, man. And then dies. I, no. I mean, jealous. The, yeah. He's, <laughs> she goes, um, so that's a thing. <laughs> I thought that was great. But I mean, that was so poetic. Like, these words from me are yours now. Wow. That's fantastic. That Guys, that's how you're supposed to love somebody. That's how you're supposed to love somebody right there. These words, words from me are yours now. Now you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to temper that a little bit. You know, it's like, I, that would absolutely be true for me and your mom. But that doesn't mean when I say, I love you as my son, that I don't actually, <laughs> it's, <laughs> wait, it's, wait, it's, it's a different love. It's a different love. Wait, wait. Yeah. There should be different words for that in English. English sucks about love. <laughs> it really does. Uh, we need to go back to Greek. There's like eight words, but anyways, um, I love the doctor says, don't do that with the eyes. How do you do that anyway? It's like they inflate. <laughs> I've never heard such an appropriate way to put that. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, he's, right, though. he's right. He's like, um, how do you do that? I love later on, um, Clara says, speak for me again and I'll detach something from you. Like dead <laughs> gone. Like she just, and by the so way, by the way, doctor, I didn't say I'd rip your head off. I'm leaving my options open. Right? <laughs> I will detach <laughs> something from you that I will choose at a later date. Don't do that. Cars out heart. And then, uh, and then of course I wrote, she's the doctor, which I wish that she was. I, I want to see one episode where she has the reverse of the fob watch and thinks that she's the doctor. That would be amazing. Oh, that would the be The reverse awesome. of the fob watch. Wait, didn't, you know what that, I'm saying? didn't yeah. that kid get it when he looked into it? He, no, he, he didn't was, become the doctor. He just he fully just understood the doctor. Every, yeah. you, know what, you know what? Okay, here's what it is. Remember the episode, the Christmas episode, The Next Doctor, where, where the guy he, thought he was the doctor because yeah. his his brain had been like overwritten by a cyber stamp or whatever. <laughs> so he literally thought he was the doctor. Yeah. That's what I want to see. All except this stuff Clara. was like, <laughs> yeah, his TARDIS was a hot air balloon. <laughs> a tethered aerial something, something in style. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the doctor right there. Speaking of who is the doctor, um, his stick, his, uh, stick bug profile photo was gone. Stick what? Uh, I don't know. I was trying to say profile before I got done saying stick bugs. I was like, stick, um, his stick bug that. profile photo was gone. That was sad. He, there was nothing. Yeah. It was just the generic, you know, Facebook outline of a profile uh, thing. Uh, let's see. Um, what? So what can I do for you, Clara? Oh, oh, he said <laughs> when, when he finally answers her call, he says, so what can I do for you, Clara? And I just wrote, I've got some ideas. Like she wants right. to go save Danny. We have a time machine. Let's go back. Let's let's fix this. Um, then he says, do you think I care for you so little that betraying me would make a difference? I told you guys it was going to take a while, but we're going to see. Yeah. And by the way, this is not the only time we get something like this from 12. Um, but we finally get to see that he really does like, care about Clara. He really does love her. It's just he's a different person personality he's not the hugging kind no. we had that terrible scene it was very clear yeah. he was like <laughs> yes he's holding his arms out like oh yeah and he was like why don't you like hugs because it hides people's faces yeah, he says, never never trust a hug it's a way to hide your face i actually had that one written down says as both of them are like crying i know as <laughs> both of them are, yeah yeah it's pretty terrible <laughs> yeah um, let's see. He's, uh, he's president of earth and CEO of the human race. Uh, that was a uh, CEO. That's what she called him at the one human point. human race of business. Uh, it's a corporation. It's a, <laughs> the human yeah, race is a limited liability. What do we sell? Uh, our souls. 
Wait, wait. The doctor says, I'm not a good man or a bad man. I, I wrote that line. Not a good man or a or, good man. Or a good man. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm not a good man or a bad man. I'm an idiot with a box and a screwdriver passing through, helping when I can. Yep, there you go. That's the doctor. Yeah. He's an idiot with a box. Sure. Madman with a box. Um, and then he says the line, love is not an emotion, it's a promise. This this wow. two-parter had so much good yeah. stuff to say about love. Yes. Um, way to go, uh, Stephen Moffat. Good stuff. Now I'm going to be the cynic. <laughs> and Oh, gosh. I get what they're saying, <laughs> but the way they manifest this just like completely breaks it because we see we see Danny and the – wait, what was he? Was he a general? Hang on. Who? The, the other the brigadier. Guy that, the brigadier. Yeah. Yeah. We see Danny and the Brigadier both just completely neglect their uh, their Cyberman whatever. Not for everyone someone lost they their love, emotions. Which, no, they all lost their emotions. The point is, love's not an emotion; it's a promise. That would be like most of your army that would love someone enough to not destroy the entire planet. Oh, I get it. Your plan would completely fail like that. Well, okay. So what they're tapping into here though, is the sort of the, the Disney idea of true love, the, the, the princess bride. The one problem I have with the princess bride is the idea of this is true love. This only comes once in a generation, you know, that's kind of like, it's like, yeah, but no, no, no. No. Um, what's true about it? <laughs> uh, right, yeah. So that's the idea: is that the brigadier's love for his daughter was, you know, true and pure and noble enough to break through the cyber yeah. control. And the same thing for uh, Danny, except actually, except his inhibitor had maybe been switched on. How it worked, but yeah. the way they said it was, no, his love hit. isn't an emotion. So it doesn't count when you delete their emotions. And it's like, no, hang on a second. <laughs> it's just not how it works. No. No. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, okay. I'll give you that, you cynic. All right. <laughs> Noobs in the Hoovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you, like them, find value in what we do and you want to give a little bit of value back, what you can do is head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. Uh, there's ways you can support us for one episode, for a whole season. You can support us on a monthly basis through Patreon. That's our favorite way. You can start for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, $5 a month, you'll start getting a shout out on a show. On, on a show. <laughs> a show. Wow. You know, yeah. we'll we'll call around to some of our podcast friends and be like, hey, could you shout out this guy? Yeah. Could you- <laughs> they give to our show. Yeah. <laughs> we told them we would shout them out on a show. <laughs> no, so, we'll, we'll give you a shout out on, on this show. On this show, Whoa. on various episodes of this podcast show. Yeah. Uh, not any others. <laughs> not any others. At $15 a month, you become a hosting host, and you'll actually get an opportunity to be a guest host on an upcoming episode of this show. Because again, we can't book you for other shows. <laughs> it's interesting how that hey, works. James, do, do you <laughs> think you can have this guy co-host? James, you're one of our patrons. <laughs> Favor. <laughs> 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 I just love that idea. I'm going to send him an email today. Like, James, I got an idea. I have this great idea. Cross-promotional ideas. <laughs> James, if you increase your giving to $15 a month, you I'll, let, I'll let you co-host me on your show. <laughs> It's starting to sound like a scam. For one week, I'll host your show and 
I'll let you co-host. <laughs> Instead of me taking over your show. This is the best idea week. we've ever had. <laughs> the best scam we've ever had. <laughs> so head over to Noobs and see, guys, this is why you can't skip the ads. This is why you can't skip the ads. We don't pre-record ours. We're not boring like that. We, yeah. we give you quality entertainment during our ads. Go over to noobsandthehoobian.com slash support. Become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media like ours today. Specifically ours. Like, don't go over there and support somebody else. Uh, can we talk about bootstrap paradoxes, Corbin? Uh, yes. Excuse me. Can you talk about bootstrap paradoxes, Corbin? Yes, you wrote this I down. will. Oh, thanks. good. All right, thanks. I want to find you wrote down the exact quote. Mm. Okay. He, so the doctor says, if I save him, then you'll never yep. come here to ask me to save him. Yep. A paradox. Yes. And that is a bootstrap paradox. If you've listened to us more than once, you've probably heard us talk about this before. But uh, that, that gave me an idea, that exact line. Because he says, if you don't come to me, then, you know, everything breaks. So by extension, if she does come to him, then in theory, nothing has broken, right? We, we can imagine... If she does come to him, then things are happening as they always did. And so we haven't actually broken anything. So then all you have to do is like go back in time and maybe fake his death or something enough that Clara will go see the doctor. And then you can go back to the future, find his no, fake the, dead the, body. The problem or is like, okay, so he says. If I go back and save him, then you'll never come and ask me to go back and save him. All right. So you're saying, all right, fine. Go back, ask him again. The problem is when you go back from that timeline, he already survived. Hmm? No. Second time, second time through the loop, now okay. you've got two doctors. This is where one that gets... showed up to save him and one that's going, wait a minute, I thought he died. This is where it's confusing, I guess. So we have we have Clara goes to the doctor. The doctor and Clara go back yeah. fake Danny's death and then the old Clara thinking that Danny is dead then goes back to the doctor again. But the, then the doctor the can't doctor. do anything. And it creates a so what, oh, Cor- so, so what Corbin is okay. The way to beat it is it always happened that here's, way. Here's here okay. Here's how it plays out. We have this episode, right? <clears throat> when we get to the end of the episode, we find out that Danny didn't die. It was staged by Clara and the doctor. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So the reason she went back to ask the doctor to save him was because they actually needed to go back to stage his death. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. That and if makes you sense. go, so what about it? What does that do? It's just in. A way to save him, I guess. If you go, oh, I got you. If you go and you fake his death, then you know when you go back to the future, he won't actually be dead. I got you. So her her plan from the get go has to be go back, or no, not go back. Go to the TARDIS, convince mm-hmm. the Doctor, go back in time with me and save him, and then go back in time and go back to the TARDIS and convince him to go back and fake his death. Yeah, something like that. She has to go back and say, we have to save Danny. The doctor says, Danny didn't die. And she goes, but he did. So now we have to go fake it. 
I think you need to go write that short story this weekend. <laughs> that is your homework <laughs> for this weekend. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but it's a good premise. I like it. It's very cool. Because could you you would have to, it would be like by his bootstraps. You'd have to write the same scene a couple of times. Yeah. Just happening slightly differently or from a different yeah, point of view. that would be confusing whatsoever. Right. That's why you need <laughs> why to go I'm do it. Right? I was just thinking like, especially in this episode, <laughs> especially in this episode, that seems like it would work well because... It's a little unclear, but I don't think she ever even saw the scene of the accident. It it seems like the no, only she never did see his body or listening to it, listening to it happen on the phone. She didn't even hear she it happen hear on the phone. It, yeah. She had no idea until some random lady on the street picked up the. It's phone. almost it's almost like Danny threw the phone moments before impact. Yeah. Even still, you would have heard it smack the ground. Like where was the phone? No, lying? the girl caught it. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> the old lady caught it. And then dropped it on the ground gotcha. and picked it up so she could say, I found this on the ground. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that brings us down to our classic who connection. Uh, Jared said he uh, was looking forward to this one. Um, he remembered uh, some of the, some of the twists and stuff, but I'm, I'm curious to see what uh, classic who connections he's got for us. So Jared, what do you got? Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for the two-parter, Dark Water and Death in Heaven. Those just both sound so uplifting as titles. Anyway, uh, so getting right into it, the big glaring uh, classic connection, which was obviously very intentional. The Cybermen that were marching outside of St. Paul's Cathedral... Uh, is a direct allusion to, uh, allusion, not illusion, allusion to the second Doctor's 1968 serial, The Invasion. Uh, the serial not only had the Cybermen, but also introduced uh, the unit as a, as a thing, and also, uh, not introduced, but had a brigadier, he was um, just promoted to brigadier, Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart, and uh, finally, that is the style of Cybermen head uh, that they that they produced there uh, as saying, "Oh, you left this behind on uh, one of your last invasions." Well, that was that head was the Cybermen uh, head from the serial, the invasion. Uh, so that's where it comes from. Presumably, that is the invasion that they were talking about, where they left one of the heads behind and they got the Cybermen tech. Uh, that unit was able to uh, get the Cybermen tech and. Uh, Kate was talking about. So anyway, all of that uh, goes back to the serial, The Invasion. Uh, so it's kind of a, a really interesting wrapping up uh, uh, there or, or bringing all together. Uh, so also the Cybermen coming out of the tombs could be kind of referencing. It's kind of similar to uh, the uh, Cybermen waking up on Telos in the 1967 serial Tomb of the Cybermen, which if you've followed all of uh it, noobs in the Whovians rewinds you'll have seen that one already so uh, that you might have recognized that or, or thought about it as you watched now in order to hide the reveal of Missy as the master uh, an alternate alternate version of the ending was also filmed uh, where Missy was supposed to be a return of the rainy uh, from which we're, we kind of just talked about. It was the first serial of the Seventh Doctor uh, time in the rainy. So uh, instead of being the master, Missy was a return of that. And so that was interesting um, that they uh, were trying to obfuscate what the real ending uh, was there. In the Doctor Who TV movie, the master also killed his assistant, the assistant at that time being Chang Lee. 
In Classic Who, there was a lot of talk of The Matrix. We've talked about this before, but in case you forgot, and we haven't gone too depth into it anyway, The Matrix was like a massive cloud storage setup. Uh, it held pretty much video records of almost anything to do with the Time Lords, which is interesting because it's not like they had cameras everywhere. But uh, you you could watch it on your screen. You could call up the Matrix and uh, the, the Time Lord Council uh, used it in their trials and things and call up the Matrix, any part of the Matrix on a screen and they could watch it. Or you could actually enter the Matrix and watch from within and sometimes interact with it. It was kind of, you know out there it, it was it was very advanced for its time and it were somewhat kind of creeping up on being able to do that sort of thing uh anyway the nether sphere was announced as part of the matrix so that's why we're talking about the matrix uh the master also teamed up with the cybermen before in the serial the five doctors the master or missy uh also used the phrase oh my giddy aunt which was used on more than one occasion by the second doctor uh, the coordinates of Gallifrey and the fact that it is in the, it is in the constellation Casterberus. Caster, uh, that was first mentioned by the fourth doctor in the serial Pyramids of Mars. Now, okay, the title sequence for Death in Heaven was altered. This is the only the TARDIS Wikia could, could have this sort of information there. I would never have recognized this or thought about it. But the title sequence for Death in Heaven was altered to have Clara's eyes on the doc- doctor's face. Remember, she was sit- claimed that she was the doctor, so they wanted to like say, oh, maybe give some credence to that, make you, make you keep you guessing. The only other time the title sequence had someone some facial features other than the doctor was for the TV movie Doctor Who, and that had the master's eyes featured on it. So there you go. The fifth doctor called himself an idiot in the serial, kinda, and was therefore referred to as idiot as if it was his name by the character Panna in that serial. The master loves TV, or the telly, if you're British, and he also mentioned this in the serial The Sea Devils, uh, clear back in Classic Who. The fourth doctor said he was UNIT's unpaid scientific advisor in the serial The Android Invasion, which is perhaps why the doctor was so keen on how much he would be was being paid by UNIT now, because otherwise the doctor has no real need for money or just comes up with money when he needs it. All right, finally, Clara's knowledge of the doctor's history. He, she goes through a lot there, and here are the, what she talks about for Classic Who. Uh, she mentions that the Doctor has children and grandchildren. Presumably, Suman Foreman is the grandchild. Uh, the the children are talked about in the comics. They really aren't talked about on TV. Uh, she, she mentions that they are dead or missing in the tomb of the Cybermen. The Doctor mentions that he thinks his family is dead. Uh, that he graduated from in Glasgow with a doctorate. That's talked about in the Moonbase, uh, a lost serial from the second doctor and that he is a Prydonian and his privileges were revoked. Uh, so Prydonians were the most powerful of the original chapters on Gallifrey. So, so Gallifreyans had different chapters they were kind of sorted into and the Prydonians were the most powerful. Rassilon, the original Time Lord, uh, really, uh, he was the Grand Master of that of the Prydonians, even before there were Time Lords. 
And the Pridonian chapter has produced a number of renegades and conniving Time Lords. So the Master and the Doctor are Pridonians. Uh, and they are, you know, obviously Doctor being a renegade and conniving being the Master and, and uh, even worse um, than conniving, really. But um, so that's, I guess, great power comes great responsibility, right? Uh, so anyway, and most of the Lord Presidents uh, of Gallifrey uh, have come from the Pridonian chapter, including the Doctor. He was a Lord President at uh, at least once, and I think a couple of times, really. But anyway, so there you go. Uh, those are the the connections uh, running through them pretty brief, quickly as we could, because two episodes yields a lot, uh, especially when you're talking Cybermen. Um, and I, and I'm going to give the rating, of course, as a whole story. The two episodes is one story, uh, and I, I did enjoy it. I loved the illusions. I, I like a good Cyberman story, and I thought this was a good one. So uh, I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10 squishy metal suits, and I'm giving it that because I noticed when the Cybermen were standing outside of St. Paul's Cathedral and, and people were... Uh, taking selfies with them and pictures and lining up to, to see them and someone was hugging one and I always thought the suits were some sort of metal you know maybe a light metal but some sort of metal uh, outside they always look like that but uh, this this person as they hugged them it was definitely squishy you know it was in the background you weren't supposed to notice it but it, it was definitely some sort of foam material that was made to look like metal which I guess makes much more sense for movability and things so anyway 8.5 out of 10 8.5 out of 10 squishy metal suits and okay maybe this wasn't creepy as in jump scare and as in uh like horror movie creepy per se but creepy concepts uh uh weaponizing the dead and and the fact that maybe you your your body dies but your your consciousness goes on but that you can feel what's going on to your body uh, you know all, all that all that sort of business mentally, uh, psychologically creepy stuff going on. So I'm giving it 450 out of 500 creep levels. Maybe the only one. I don't know. But that's where I am with it because the stuff that they were dabbling in was was really creepy to me. So that's it. Thank you uh, to the TARDIS Wiki as always. And thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right, guys, um, that brings us down to the overall impressions. Uh, Jared gave it 8.5 out of 10 squishy metal suits. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were squishy. Uh, that, I didn't even catch what he was talking about. It makes me want to go back and, uh, and check that out, though. So that's that's hilarious. So apparently they're like metal-looking foam is probably what it is. Foam rubber. Probably like spray like paint. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. So, uh, Trip, what are you – holy cow. What are you <laughs> – what are you going to give it here? <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. It, was, not surprised. it was an awesome two-parter. I love Missy and how it was mistress instead yeah. of master. And I love the Cybermen. I love the usage of them and how they're like the dead. And like, I loved the, the uh, whatchamacallit, the guy that was with Danny. What? Oh, Seb? Yeah, he, he was, was so fine. like upbeat and like yeah, and then I love that he got you know, evaporated just, at the end. I just thought about who was grade. that guy. I don't know. Why? He was cybernetic interface. No, he was. Wait a minute. He was she an did interface. say he was an AI. She she vaporized him. Yeah. Which means what? He was back in the real world. No, no she said he was an AI. AI. 
Remember, she was like, please kindly delete your opinions. But how did she vaporize them? She just I went. Don't know. <laughs> she wasn't in the nether sphere at that point, was she? No, she, no, was. she was. She was standing oh, she right was? next to him. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Anyways, sorry. Sidetrack. Yeah. So I what are you going to give it? That he was falling out of the sky and fell into the TARDIS. That was that was weird because he was, didn't really show. Oh, yeah. yeah how he didn't die when he did that. Yeah. But. So as well, always. No, all, yeah, you were you were talking about that. I don't picture the doors opening and him rocketing in at terminal velocity. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. As he approached it, he slowed up so that he was falling at the same rate as the TARDIS. And at that point, he just had to pull himself into the TARDIS, and then he was going at the same speed as the TARDIS. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) That thing popping up out of the clouds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trip's like, no, he's got a pool. And I'm like, that's not what's about (laughs) to happen here. Though that would have been cool. terminal velocity would squish like a pancake, even on the pool. Yeah. yeah. So I did. I did think it was uh, a little comical when the TARDIS like popped up out of the clouds. Yeah. Bobbed there for a second. So what did did you give us your rating? As usual, I'm going to give it a ten out of ten. Doctor Claris. All right. I mean, this one was really good, right? You you yeah. you got to admit this was awesome. It was good. Um, I I enjoyed it. Um, I. Okay, so I remembered Danny sacrificing himself. I remembered him becoming a Cyberman mm-hmm. and sacrificing himself. I remembered, of course, that Missy was the mistress. I remembered that. Um, beyond that, I couldn't remember a whole lot. Mm. I knew, I knew that this the the whole season. I knew that the Nether Sphere was some sort of data cloud thing. I remembered that much. It was kind of reminiscent of the Library of the Dead. Yeah. Um, the digital upload and, and that whole thing. It was not the same, but similar. I, I was telling Jared, I I was remembering it incorrectly that Danny, I didn't remember Danny just randomly dying a boring death and then getting downloaded into a Cyberman. I was thinking he just like became a Cyberman, like standard issue the uh. way it normally happens, right? He got assimilated or whatever, upgraded. And that he fought back because of his love for Clara and then saved mm-hmm. the day. So I was kind of right about that. I was, I was remembering most of that right, except for the fact that he actually just died ahead of time and, and that whole part I forgot about. Um, so overall, I would say as a two-parter, it was it was pretty good. A lot of good reveals. Um, yeah. So I love the payoff because we didn't get For much the season of- or – for the season, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the episode. So we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so I'm going to give it um, 8 out of 10 uh, sad uh, Cybermen. 80 out of, 88 out of 10? Yeah, 88 out of 10. No, oh, eight, 8 out of 10 sad Cybermen eyes on, on an elevator. Sad, sad eyes. Eyes on an elevator. <laughs> Go ahead, Corbin. Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm <laughs> I'm going to go 8.5. Why are you being so meh? I'm going to give it 8.5. What? He gave it a higher rating. 8.5. I know. Skeletones. Skeletones? Or the spooky month. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, um, uh, mom pointed out today that this was our Halloween episode because we had robot zombies rising from the dead. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Creep level, Jared gave it 450. Jeez, man. Jeez. Chill out. Um, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to obviously go higher than y'all. Um, I think the skeletons, I, oh. kept, I kept waiting oh, yeah. for them to move. You knew they had to move. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit more jump scare, but it was just like after they walked away, the skeleton slightly turned its head, which no. is always creepy to me. No. I can't stand seeing a show or a movie with a skeleton in it because you know it's going to move at some point. 
Like yeah. I don't I don't care what's going on. Yeah. You know, we kind of forgot to talk about the fact that we remember we mentioned we thought the Cybermen needed like like your brain, not just any single part of a human. Yeah. All of that was weird. Yeah. All of that was Well, they got the consciousness, so that's kind of a brain, but like Where does the consciousness go? Into uh, the bones? Yeah. Darn. <laughs> um yeah, I mean like the idea of like the bodies, okay, so bodies encased in a cyber suit underwater still decay? Yeah. apparently and turn I mean, into skeletons that was very weird but yeah um all, yeah all all of that was also was, was they just going around digging up graves and replacing the bodies with cyberman suits no that was the rain yeah rain that was, was doing the rain so the rain was the consciousness of the people See, that was and it was cyberman metal. material yes remember he yeah. said every you know molecule or whatever of a cyberman has the plans corbin goes uh, isn't that how DNA works? Yes. Yeah. Um, it was cyber DNA, basically. Um, has the plans to build a whole Cyberman. And apparently it can do that by pulling material from the soil and air around the dead body. Yeah, like if metal. I dropped... <laughs> yes. Like if I took Indestructible cyber bird metal. DNA and dropped it on your arm, you wouldn't grow wings and be able to fly. <laughs> grow wings exactly from dirt. The science... <laughs> Is let's say problematic. Also, the consciousness <laughs> falling in the rain. Yeah, exactly. I just each exactly. drop is That's one piece of consciousness. Uh, so yeah, I personally think that uh, the only thing scarier than a Cyberman is a zombie Cyberman coming up out of the grave. Uh, the skeletons that were. They didn't do anything after they came out. Yeah, like uh, yeah, they kind of like walked around, around like dirt. Um, it was still creepy while it was happening. Oh, yeah. The creepiest one was the one that was like crawling out from underneath. Uh, like a stone cover on a mausoleum thing or yeah. whatever. It wasn't digging out of the ground. It was like just breaking, yeah, punching through. The, yeah, yeah. That was that was like extra creepy. Um, so I'm gonna give it 300 out of 500 creep levels. Uh, uh, so, excuse me. Thank you for doing that in such a way that you overlapped my speech so that you can <laughs> edit it out later. Thanks, uh, Corbin. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corbin, what about you? Yeah, I gave it a 50. Really okay, that trip. <laughs> 70. I mean, just like the couple of things we said, like the skeletons and all that. Yeah. Not enough Not enough for y'all. Okay. No, no. All really. right, that's fine. All right, well, that brings us down to the meat of the episode here, theories. Uh, so thoughts on Missy in heaven, uh, the nether sphere, who is Missy? Um, so let's see. What, what did we have? Where we landed was that we had the... Afterlife slash promised land slash nether sphere, right? We, we knew it was called all of those things. Corbin and Trip, going back to episode one, said that the half-faced man, uh, the, the first robot that we saw that went to uh, the promised land, half-faced man didn't actually die, but was put into a new body of some kind. That's not heaven, though it could be the promised land is where we left things. Like, we don't know it what the promised land the is. the promised land. Right. Uh, Tripp kept saying that Missy is not a robot, but perhaps their creator. Corbin said, Missy's the bad guy. Um, I, Corbin said, Missy is the lady in the shop. Ding. I got that. Um, he said, it's not heaven, it's hell. And then just the word robots. <laughs> Though, to be fair, robots. they did say they were going to go to hell. And then yeah. they ended up at whatever that place was. So yeah. is the so, creator you know. right? Uh, That's right. She was not the creator of all of those other robots, no. Corbin pointed out something great here that we never did put a lid on 
what was with all the other robots? Yeah. So we had the theme of robots dying and ending up in this place. Or people close to or robots. Or people who were like killed by robots. Died inside a robot due to a robot. Yeah, I think up until this episode or this story, we had never seen anyone in the promised we always land who wasn't either a robot how or it killed was related by a robot. to a robot that they died. Yeah, well, no, they were they were either a robot or killed by a robot. Yeah, hmm. um, but we never did like circle back around to what did why were all those robots looking for the promised land? What did that have to do? Was that part of the plan? We never got any answers on that, did we? Yeah. So here's why what we did got. they care about the promised land? First the, ne- of all. the nether sphere, how did they know? <laughs> right? Yeah, because. They were from the far off future, and it was long ago. They overshot and ended up having to wait for the promised land to arrive. Yeah. But obviously, the promised and, land. And by the way, they died in like the 1800s. Yeah. So the, the half faced man land died was in the 18- around by then. Well, no. I, I, see, we also had Lieutenant Redshirt died in the future. Yeah. So. They addressed that she in, this, said, in the story. She said, I have a time machine. She said, I've been up Anywhere and down your timeline. Why would you get people from Collecting souls. She because was going up and down the timeline, gathering people who died around the doctor. Specifically? That's what she said. But like... Everyone in do? the world got turned around. Turned I don't know. So it does. It, it, that's what she was doing, but we don't know why. Huh. I mean, do remember she's a psycho. Yeah. To give um, all your friends cybernetic powers, there, all the people that you know are now Cybermen and are at your command. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very um, so what we did get was that the, the Nether Sphere was not actually an afterlife. It's just more life than you were expecting. I thought that was a great way for Seb to put it. <laughs> it's just right? more life than it's, you were he, expecting. And he, he drew an interesting comparison. He was like, imagine a baby and a womb. If they could all talk to What would other. they define life as? It's nine months long, then you slip out a tunnel, and that's it. Yeah. And really, you're gone. That's the beginning, is really. Yeah. And so he's saying that life is like that, and that after that is where you have more life mm. in this place called the Nether Sphere, or the Promised Land, or the Afterlife, or whatever. Um, so interesting concept, but again, not a lot of payoff. Um, who is Missy? We had um, Mobile Intelligent Systems Interface, which. It's very impressive. Helping you to help me to help you. Very impressive she came up with that acronym on the spot, seemingly. Uh, yeah, even though it didn't spell her name. Because in the closed captioning, it was Missy, M-I-S-S-Y. And then, yeah, and then she kind of, well, I guess that was just her lying is, is all that was. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then we had Missy, short for mistress. I couldn't very well keep calling myself the master now, could I? That was a great ding, ding, ding. reveal. Yeah. That was so just great. Just no lead up, nothing. Just yeah, no. I'm the master. No real hints. Okay. Other now, than who are you? And now remember all the way back to episode one. Remember how we talked about there was a there was like a, a live show called like after Doctor Who or I don't know something, something like that. It was some live show. It was only one time. It wasn't like after every week. Um, but they were there was a scroll of Twitter uh, posts going across the bottom, and someone that night tweeted i think that missy is the master oh wow somebody they pulled a trip and they pulled it out of thin air and called it after the very first appearance of missy wow first episode somebody called it so um 
trip you were saying not a lot to go on no lead up no 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 giveaway yeah. somebody got it yeah. i don't know how they just vibed that out or if they were just joking around you know kind of like, like you guys used to be like master. um i think it's river <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a woman it's probably river you know like, yeah. um, which for a little while worked out pretty was, well yeah you had pretty good eyes good guess that's right um, so let's see. She was, as Corbin said, she was the woman in the shop that gave Clara the doctor's number. She's also, and y'all didn't catch this one, she's also the one who took out the advert to get them together in the restaurant in deep breath. Well, I think we kind of assumed that was the same person. Yeah. Because even the doctor. Oh, y'all never that. mentioned it. Oh. Well, because the doctor kind of said it. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. That's true. That's true. Someone, someone wants us to stay together. Yeah, he pointed out that that's, that's got to be the same person. So. I think yeah, he true. pointed it out that it could have been the girl in the shop or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, no, like Corbin said, he actually said it in that episode. So, um, or maybe yeah. it was a different episode after that. Um, now, Missy is also another step in the direction of 13 becoming possible. I've talked about this before. Okay. Um, we have um, the 11th hour. No, sorry, not the 11th hour, the last of the Time Lords. When 11 first appears on screen, do y'all remember he grabbed at his hair? And it was long. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I'm a girl. Remember? So we had that. Um, we have Eleven telling us about the Corsair, who was a Time Lord, who was a woman during at least one incarnation. There's, It's ambiguous as to whether or not he, the, the Corsair, uh, if Eleven had known the Corsair as a woman multiple times or just one time, mm-hmm. but at least once, it was, uh, the Corsair was a woman. Um, then in the night of the doctor, which was the prequel to, uh, the day of the doctor, the 50th anniversary episode, mm-hmm. we have the eighth doctor and they're, um, you know, he's, he's kind of doing a forced regeneration to become a warrior. It's implied there by one of the, the nun people or whatever, that he could come back as a woman if he chose. But he chose. He didn't choose to do that at that point. Hmm. Remember, and and that one it was a kind of a a self induced regeneration, and he chose to become the warrior. He could have also chosen to be a woman. So that happened on screen. Hmm. Missy is the first on screen instance of a time lord becoming a time lady. So we heard that we heard you know Matt Smith speculate he was a woman. Yeah, we saw eight given the choice to be a woman. We had. Uh, the Corsair referenced as having been a woman at various points, but we never even see the Corsair on film at all as a man or a woman. Now we have Missy, who we have seen on screen as multiple incarnations, by the way. In Classic Who, there have been multiple incarnations, and then we got a new incarnation in in New Who, has now regenerated off screen somewhere, right? We we don't see the regeneration, but has now shown up in a new incarnation as a woman. Yeah. So this is like the slow march toward the doctor becoming a woman. <laughs> this is like, is this is Doctor Who laying groundwork. Yeah. Huh? Which is the next doctor. Right. And we're actually going to get at least one more step in that direction before it happens. I, I'm thinking of a very specific example. Uh, uh, Whovians, I think the I think it's the general. Um, we're going to get one more very explicit step. That's the only one that I can remember. Of uh, of this this uh, you know time lords changing gender uh, during inca- uh, during regeneration we're gonna have at least one more before it happens to the doctor so Corbin was this your note what was with all the robots was yeah. that just the idea that we didn't ever really come back to it yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's weird I, I 
it's weird that the funny thing is I had you guys speculating about who is Missy kind of like, would y'all have been asking that question if I wasn't asking that question? No, not really. I mean, kind of. would y'all have been asking the question, what is the promised land and what's with all these robots? Not really much. Cause we were yeah. not getting anything. We were yeah, really, no, but for a few episodes we did. Yeah. For a few episodes in a row, we, we would did. We been speculating a little bit on those two that we had in a row before yeah. this episode. Yeah. But and, and the fact that every are. bad guy this, this season almost was robot. Yeah. Um, you know, like we kept dealing with robots. I don't think we would have realized. Oh, really? Yeah. So and that's the thing is like I, I was leading you guys down the path of who is Missy um, and somewhat about the robots. The robots, I think, was a little bit more obvious and we got more resolution on Missy and none them. about <laughs> none yeah. about the robots. Yeah. Like that never we saw them other than the fact that episode? we led to the ultimate robot, the Cyberman. Yeah. Uh we didn't really get any kind of resolution on why are those other robots there. Like, like Corbin said, what happened the half faced man who got uploaded, what happened to him? Yeah. Did he turn into a Cyberman? <laughs> like I don't turned know. Why was he uploaded whatsoever? Cyberman. Yeah. Very interesting. Because he's a conscience. I don't know. <laughs> Um, guys, that brings us down to the game plan. Next week, we have a classic Who Rewind episode covering the Seventh Doctor adventure, Remembrance of the Daleks. Uh, this is going to be season 25, episodes one through four. What's what? It's just so many seasons. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, there were 27 altogether. Good grief. Yeah. So this wow. is the Seventh Doctor. Um, he had, uh, he, uh, he also had seasons 26 and 27. And then uh, you had the hiatus. And then the 1996 movie, um, when I've really broken down the timeline, I didn't realize how short the stretches were between Doctor Who. Mm. Um, so, uh, for example, I'm trying to remember now when, uh, oh no, I don't, I don't remember, but it was, it was like the mid to late eighties when season 25, uh, seven when ended and when it ended, by the way, uh, it ended with, uh, and I think I think Jared mentioned this. Um, oh, by the way, hope everybody enjoyed the bonus uh, point five episode that we just mm. unannounced dropped into your into your feed. Yeah. Uh, Jared did a primer for us, and I think in that he mentioned that when the show went off the air, it was going on hiatus. Mm. It was not canceled. It went on hiatus, oh. and then they just decided to never bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. Yeah. They never really officially canceled it. Um, it just kind of went away. And it, like I said, it was the mid to late 90s or 80s. And then the movie was in 96. And then the reboot was 2005. Mm-hmm. And it aired in 2005, which means they were shooting it in 2004. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there really weren't. I always Not pictured it as like minutes. decades. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, so I never realized much. that yeah, it started in like 63 and it ran for a long time. It went for a long, long time. Um, So at any rate, we're going to be covering season uh, 25, episodes one through four. And um, this, uh, Jared wanted us to to meet Ace, who is uh, one of the Seventh Doctor's companions. And he said he wanted to do this story, even though he knows Trip will hate it because it features the Daleks. (laughs) But you get to see Ace beat up a Dalek with a baseball bat, Uh, which he referenced a long, long time ago. I think like when nine... 
Y'all remember Nine hitting that first Dalek with like a wrench or something? Yeah. And trying to get him to fight back? He was like, he pointed out back then that that was what Ace did, uh, hitting it with a baseball bat. Uh, So at any rate, make sure that you head over to noobsinthehoovian.com and look for the BritBox banner. I think it's in the sidebar. It'll also be in the show notes for this episode. Click on that. It'll take you right over to where you can sign up for a BritBox subscription through Amazon Prime. And um, you can get a free seven-day trial. So you can actually, uh, if you've never used it before, you can... Just turn it on for seven days, watch these four episodes, and then turn it right back off if you want to, or keep it on for a little while, check out some of the other stuff on there. Um, we've gotten into the habit of whenever we get to a Classic Who uh, connection, we just cut it on and then cut it back off. And so you have to pay for the whole month, you know, so we always have it for a month. Um, so there's there's some other stuff to poke around there. Um, after that, we're heading into the 2014 Christmas special, which we got a, we kind of got a, a mid-credit uh, stinger teaser about the next Christmas episode where yeah. Santa Claus <laughs> walks into the TARDIS. Yeah. What do you um, want for Christmas? What do you Christmas? want for Christmas? Yeah. So he gets a birthday present and then directly afterwards meets Santa Claus. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> right on the heels of his birthday. It's Christmas time. So, uh, so yeah, that'll be the uh, 2014 Christmas special called last Christmas. And uh, spoiler alert, we're going to see Clara. She'll, she'll be back. Uh, so I think that's it. And then, we, and then we're off into uh, season nine. See what's going on there with uh, with the Doctor and Clara, what adventures they're going to have there. So, guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. The production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks, as always, to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. And shout-outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us over at facebook.com slash noobsinthehoovian, twitter.com slash noobsinthehoovian. You can email us directly at noobsinthehoovian at gmail.com and consider supporting us at noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. Make sure you head over to noobsinthehoovian.com for uh, all of these links and more, including the full show notes. Make sure that wherever you found us, that you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin, and I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the noobs. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. I actually got to use that at Walmart the other day. (laughs) I told the cashier. (laughs) It was great. She didn't understand. (laughs) Goodbye. Be whip.